With Hashem's loving grace, good evening from Ashdod in the south of Israel. With today's edition of Emunah News, we discuss the day's events and analyze them tactically and according to Emunah and see what Hashem wants us to learn from today's events. Today's been a difficult day in Ashdod right here and our Amunabeams.com studios had bombings right outside and uh, people were injured down the street. There's terrible barrages in Ashdod and Ashkelon in the south and all over the Gaza area settlements. In addition to the Jerusalem area in Beitar, people seriously wounded outside of Jerusalem and in Har Huma, uh, another settlement right outside of Jerusalem. So Hamas is not holding back. They're hitting with everything they have, all their long range. And we are against a very difficult, sadistic, savage enemy. And it is difficult to imagine. I find it hard to describe the atrocities that went on. Right now, they say the government is officially reporting 900 from our sources. Uh, the amount of Israeli fatalities has gone over a 1,000 uh, with the settlement of Be'eri, right outside of Gaza, and now that has been cleared of terrorists, there have been over 100 Jewish bodies found, and that really drives the death toll up, and there are still terrorists, there's still fighting going on within three settlements in Israel. Soldiers have said they never believed that the shooting inside Israel, up till now, all our wars have been across the borders, on the borders, across the borders, but inside the country, helicopter pilots, they never believed that he would be dropping missiles, attack missiles inside uh, Jewish settlements, but uh, they were bravely, the, the army, there's not enough words for the courage and the valor of the Israeli soldiers protecting their family, because this is not Vietnam or Iraq or Afghanistan. We are fighting for our home against a savage enemy. To see what they have done with the ideology and with the nations, how they could support these savages. What heroism is it to take four, five, and six-year-old children to put them in cages and to bring them through the streets of Gaza? What heroism that it's barely I can't say it but you just have to know who our enemy is for these Hamas savages to take a, a young girl in her late teens and to take her cell phone to call the mother on WhatsApp on a WhatsApp video and say look what is now happening to your daughter and they take and they show the mother how they raped the daughter it's it's unbelievable to take 85 year old grandmothers into captivity, and they do who knows what they're going to be without their medicine, all types of medicine to keep them alive, and atrocities, and take a six-year-old child, six-year-old child paraded through a cage in Gaza, and they took all the six-year-old kids out of kindergarten and give them sticks and let them beat the Jewish kid. Well, who knows this child, if he lives through it, be traumatized for the rest of his life. It cannot begin to the atrocities. I don't think that the Nazis... Equal the atrocities of, of Hamas. They put a bullet in the head, put in the gas chambers, but such savage torture. It's beyond what we call Chinese torture. You can't imagine we are up against a cruel and savage enemy. And the thing of the Torah tells us, the Torah tells us, and you shall go to war against your enemy. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. It's our children are looking at us as the bombs fall in the shelters. 
and they're looking at mommy and daddy and Sadie and Bubby to see if they have fear in their eyes. No, now is the time to strengthen ourselves in Amuna. We don't strengthen ourselves in Amuna by eating chocolate ice cream. We don't save the double number by, by, by going to, to Disneyland. This is the time under pressure because we know Ki Hashem Imodi, what King David says. And we tell our children about the Baal Shem Tov, who lost both parents when he was five years old and was left alone in the forest. But he knew what Hashem was with him. King David was three years old and he was sent out in the Judean desert as a shepherd. And he was all night long, the three-year-old out in the desert by himself at night and hearing the wolves and the coyotes and the lions roaring. And, and, but he knew the Shem was with him. And this was King David. He grew up to be a mighty warrior, but he said, I'm like a baby in my mother's arms. And this is what we tell our children. Yes, it looks as a fearful situation. It's a savage enemy, but we have a Shem. And Shem will never, ever leave us. Hashem is always with us. These are three words we teach our children. Well, despite the savage enemy, there have to be a tactical conclusion that with such an enemy, there's no such thing as being peace. It's not like a, a border a, bo a border argument with, with Switzerland, between Switzerland and Italy, or between Australia and New Zealand for, for nautical rights. No, this is a enemy that under all circumstances wants to annihilate every Jew. And that's what they did. They came in and they annihilate babies and old women and young women. And Great didn't took a, a parade, a young woman, to the streets of Gaza, undress her in front of all the Arabs and then kill her. It, it, it's mind-boggling. It's actually mind-boggling. So we have to know now there are still terrorists hold up in three or four settlements in the south. The south is not yet cleared of terrorists. We've been instructed to stay in the house, stay close to the house, uh, because we never know. Yesterday, terrorists came to the entrance of Ashdod, uh, for 18 miles from, from Gaza. So... We have to be very careful and leave, let the army do the work. What we have to do now is to strengthen ourselves in Torah, strengthen ourselves in Amuna, and that's support for soldiers and lots of prayer, to pray for every single soldier, as we mentioned yesterday. But continuing on, tactically, Israel, once finished cleaning out the south, once we finished still fighting defense, the Air Force, yes, it's attacking in Gaza. Thank you very much. Also, we've been attacked up north. It looks like Hezbollah is starting trouble. Internationally, Hezbollah is being warned by several governments not to come into the fight. But there was a firefight, two firefights on the leather border today. And at one time, two Hezbollah fighters were killed. Not time, five Hezbollah fighters were killed. Six Israelis were injured in the mortar fire from Hezbollah to the northern settlements of Israel. We hope that the northern front doesn't prepare. It doesn't begin but uh, we're pretty prepared for the worst. Uh, civil defense in Israel has warned the residents of the south and the residents of the north to stock up for three days of water, be prepared to spend three days in the shelter. So this is more or less what is happening right now. So once Israel finishes cleaning out the terrorist pockets, the second thing it has to do is to close off the borders. The borders have been breached and they have to mend the fences in the south of Israel and to completely stop the terrorism and the, the vigilance should be a proper back and, and so that to prevent further infiltration because terrorists are still infiltrating and all the time pops up new terrorists here, two terrorists here, four here, terrorists here, eight terrorists here. And the border police, the border police are very, very busy and they're going from one place to another. So it's not only fighting 
that's fighting a that's fighting guerrilla warfare. This is the Middle Eastern Vietnam. This is a guerrilla warfare and fighting guerrilla. And it's very much much more complicated than fighting a conventional war against two armies. When you're searching for guerrillas and guerrillas, wherever they go, they're going into houses and they're taking people hostage. And we don't know. We haven't been in. There's still uh, villages that haven't been freed of the terrorists. And you don't know what you're going to find there once it is freed. And that's why the death toll has been rising so much. Uh, the wounded is over 2,500. And right now, the death toll, the official number is somewhere between 900 and 1,000. The unofficial number is that it's already gone past 1,000, that Hashem should avenge the martyred blood of our deceased that would be so brutally murdered by Hamas terrorists. I have to learn from today, uh, chapter 16 in Samuel 1, first book of Samuel. Chapter 16 in Samuel 1 tells where Hashem instructs Samuel Samuel the prophet, to tell King Saul that he must completely annihilate Amalek. Amalek was a very cruel enemy, just like the Hamas. And Hashem said, and don't leave anything alive. Don't leave a single Amalekite alive, and don't even leave his flocks alive. Everything. Everything's got to be totaled. So then this is Hashem giving instructions. Okay, so this was the instructions that Samuel the prophet gave to King Saul. King Saul went into battle. And he defeated the Amalekites and he killed them. But he had pity on the king. Why kill the king? And he saw these beautiful sheep, these beautiful prized cattle. And he had pity on these beautiful sheep, the Kedar sheep. It's a, a wonderful, wonderful sheep. And he says, oh, I could bring these for uh, ritual sacrifices to Hashem. So he came back with King Agag. And he came back with all these sheep. And Samuel, Hashem roused Samuel. And said, go to Shul, go King Saul's encampment because something is not right there. And King then Samuel the prophet goes and he says he hears these, these sounds of sheep and, and cattle. And he says to King Saul, what's the sound I hear? He says, oh, that's the cattle I took from Agog. He says, what? Oh, yes, we had my, my soldiers and I, we had pity on, on, on this cattle, this beautiful cattle. And he said, and who's that? And this King Agog. King Agag, head of Amalek. So Samuel took his sword and off of his head. And he said to King Saul, you have not listened to Hashem and you're going to lose the kingdom. And that's why he lost the kingship. He lost the monarchy, King Saul, because he didn't listen to Hashem. And then he said he begged, he begged King, he begged uh, Samuel the prophet to, to come back with him in front of the people and and Samuel says, no, I'm not with you anymore. Shem's not with you, neither am I. So he walked away. And as he walked away, King Saul grabbed him by his, his cloak and he ripped a part of cloak away. And just as he ripped part of, King, of Samuel the prophet's cloak, Samuel said, that's exactly the way that Hashem is going to rip away the monarchy from you. And eventually King Saul and his son Jonathan, they, they fell in battle. Jonathan was unlike his father. He was very close, brotherly best friends with King David. We open up the Midrash. We open up the Midrash and the Midrash in the Kohelet, Midrash Ecclesiastes. And Reish Lakish teaches us an amazing lesson from this 16th chapter of Samuel 1. Reish Lakish says, he who is kind to the cruel ends up being cruel to the kind. Who is Reish Lakish talking about? He was talking about King Saul. 
Because what King Saul did after he was chasing David, he wanted to kill King David. He wanted to kill King David. He got this craziness in his head. He wanted to kill his son-in-law, King David. So he didn't want to kill the head of the Amalekites. And because he didn't kill the Amalekite, that night they sent a harlot into Agag. And from this harlot continued his offspring. And from that offspring came Haman that almost annihilated the Jewish people. This is what happens when you don't listen to Shem. So we can't have, this has been time after time, because of the kindness to the cruel and the political correctness and listening to foreign governments. Well, we've had, it started in 2009, and then it was worse in 2011, and it was even worse in 2014, and then worse in 2018, and then 2008 started off with, they had this little homemade homemade 120 mortar bombs, and then they came into Katyusha's, and they came into advanced Katyusha's, and now longer range, and now they're in longer range Iranian-supplied missiles that can reach from Gaza if it's further north in Tel Aviv. This is what happens when the Israeli government was kind to the cruel. But I think this time, Bezrat Hashem, Bezrat Hashem, because that Hashem has exposed the savagery of the Gazans that we have no other choice. One thing, we're the people... The people of the book that are, are, we we love to to, say, to learn Torah, to peace. We're, we're we're not warriors. We're not fighters. But back us against the wall. That's a different story. That's a different story. Nobody wants to fight. But this is what King Solomon tells us in Ecclesiastes. King Solomon, this did we want to be a gentle Torah scholar, a gentle Jew, a gentle servant of Hashem to do. Uh, loving kindness for all of humanity. We love all of humanity, all of humanity. But to, to, go, to go to war, I mean, yeah, people have no choice. The, the, the Torah says, that if you're threatened to be killed, then you have to kill before you get to be killed. And so this, they're giving us no choice. They've declared, and they declare every Friday in the mosque that they want to kill it, they want to kill every single Jew. Okay. That's you. You name the game. You name the game. This is the game you want to do? Okay, on your rules. That's what we go. And we have no other choice. have to no choice. And this is what Hashem wants us. There's a time, like King Solomon tells us in Ecclesiastes, there's a time for war, a time for peace. There's a time to hug and a time to refrain from hugging. And we have to know that Hashem is with us and we have to be strong and we have to be courageous. And like the Sower says, al we cannot enable them. This is a victory for Hamas when we show fear. And Chazak ve'amatz, we have to make ourselves strong. And what is strength? Strength is not 22-inch biceps. Strength is not six-pack abs. Strength is a muna in your heart. When we know that Hashem is with us, though I walk in the valley of death, I shall not fear. For you are with me, Hashem. When we all hear good news from one another, and may Hashem send us Mashiach Sidkenu speed in our days. Amen. God bless.